The Bible Podcast is here to help get us in the Word together in those small pockets of time that we can find doing chores or tasks, traveling or commuting, and it doesn't have to be hard or complicated. So come on in, have a seat, and let's read the Bible together. This is your host, Virginia Price. Welcome to the Bible Podcast. Hey guys, gals, and internet pals. Welcome back to the Bible Podcast. I am your host, Virginia, and today we are continuing our theme of loving well and talking about your kids. If you don't have children, do not worry. You will get something from it. You can look at these verses as well. You are a child yourself, not only to people in this world, but also to God. Don't brush this off if you don't have kids, but just lean into it because, hey, the Bible is good every day, all day. It's never a bad time to listen to the Bible. All right. We actually have two chapters today. They're not very long, so I pack two of them in here. We are going to start in Proverbs 10, and then we will jump to Psalm 139. So without any further ado, Psalm uh, Proverbs 10 in the NLT starts with the Proverb of Solomon. A wise child brings joy to a father, and a foolish child brings grief to a mother. Tainted wealth has no lasting value, but right living can save your life. The Lord will not let the godly go hungry, but he refuses to satisfy the cravings of the wicked. Lazy people are soon poor. Hard workers get rich. A wise youth harvests in the summer, but one who sleeps during the harvest is a disgrace. The godly are showered with blessings. The words of the wicked conceal violent intentions. We have happy memories of the godly, but the name of the wicked person rots away. The wise are glad to be instructed, but babbling fools fall flat on their faces. People with integrity walk safely, but those who follow crooked paths will be exposed. People who wink at wrong cause trouble, but a bold reproof promotes peace. The words of the godly are life-giving fountain. The word of the wicked conceals violent intentions. Hatred stirs up quarrels, but love makes up for all offenses. Wise words come from the lips of people with understanding, but those lacking sense will be beaten with a rod. Wise people treasure knowledge, but the babbling of a fool invites disaster. The wealth of the rich is their fortress. The poverty of the poor is their destruction. The earnings of the godly enhance their lives, but evil people squander their money on sin. People who accept discipline are on the pathway to life, but those who ignore correction will go astray. Hiding hatred makes you a liar. Slandering others makes you a fool. Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. The words of the godly are like sterling silver. The heart of a fool is worthless. The words of the godly encourage many, but fools are destroyed by their lack of common sense. The blessing of the Lord makes a person rich, and he adds no sorrow within it. Doing wrong is fun for a fool, but living wisely brings pleasure to the sensible. The fears of the wicked will be fulfilled. The hopes of the godly will be granted. When the storm of life comes, the wicked are whirled away, but the godly have a lasting foundation. Lazy people irritate their employers, like vinegar to the teeth or smoke to the eyes. The fear of the Lord lengthens one's life, but the years of the wicked are cut short. The hope of the godly results in happiness, but the expectations of the wicked come to nothing. The way of the Lord is stronghold to those with integrity, but it destroys the wicked. The godly will never be disturbed, but the wicked will be removed from the land. The mouth of the godly person gives wise advice, but the tongue that deceives will be cut off. The lips of the godly will speak helpful words, but the mouth of the wicked speaks perverse words. Ooh, it's a little heavy, but this is also why I love Proverbs. I love, love, love Proverbs. I don't know about you, but sometimes it feels good to gonna get smacked in the face a little bit, doesn't it? All right. <laughs> We're all such good kids, are we not? Okay, we don't do any of these things. Let's jump to Psalm 139. 
Psalm 139 starts here. Oh Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or I stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me, and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night, but even in darkness I cannot hide from you. To you the night shines as bright as day, darkness and light are the same to you. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and you knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the darkness of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book, and every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God! They cannot be numbered. I cannot even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. O God, if you would only destroy the wicked, get out of my life, you murderers. They blaspheme you. Your enemies misuse your name. O Lord, shouldn't I hate those who hate you? Shouldn't I despise those who oppose you? Yes, I hate them with total hatred, for your enemies are my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. So at this point, you might be saying, Virginia, those verses are wildly different. Those chapters, rather. Yeah, they are. They are, but they're not. And one of the reasons I wanted to read them both is because... You know, Proverbs 10 talks about all of these kind of good versus bad juxtapositions, right? A a wise child brings joy to his father. A foolish child brings grief to his mother. And I think it's important to note that of all of these things that we talk about in Proverbs 10, lazy and hard workers and the godly and the wicked and, you know, so many things, the whole chapter starts at the top with a comparison of a wise child brings joy to a father and a foolish one brings grief to a mother. I would like to think that as you read this proverb of Solomon, that God is saying, like, of course he's saying, be the wise child, bring joy to the father, right? Don't bring grief. And I think it's important because if you have children, if your children test you, I think it's good as a reminder of like, all of these things are capable within all of us, right? We can be tainted. We can live rightly. We can be wise. We can be foolish. We can be lazy or hard workers, right? We can make smart decisions and harvest in the summer. We can also lay on the couch and watch TV instead of cleaning our homes or cooking dinner, right? We can join in and gossip with other people instead of shutting our mouths and letting fools fall flat on their face. We have all these things in us. We are capable of doing all of them. Our relationship with God and Holy Spirit and how much we invest into that and how much we we really lean into that relationship and that obedience and those callings and promptings from the Lord. That's what keeps us as the wise child. That's what keeps us bringing joy to our Father. So we have these things to learn. And if we are grownups, if we are adults, you have to be old enough to find a podcast episode and listen to it, right? So if you're at least that age, whatever that age is these days, then we know enough to know that it's a struggle for us to make the right choices sometimes. 
it's a struggle for us to to live rightly and to choose the right thing and to not be lazy. How much harder is that going to be for our kids? How much harder must that be for our toddlers, our preteens? They're trying to figure out things. They're trying to do things on their own that seem insurmountable. To my three-year-old, sometimes putting on his own shoes is like climbing Mount Everest. It's just he does not figure out how he can do it. It is the worst thing. And then there are times when we have young people in our lives that are like, listen, I'm navigating bullies online. I am trying to figure out how to be good when I have people around me that just don't seem to be good. How do I not let them influence me? Do I stand up for myself? Do I say something when someone is saying something I disagree with? Or do I just nod and smile and passively give my agreement? So I think it's all good to have these things in our minds because we have to remember that we need to be giving grace um, to not only our children, but also to ourselves if we don't have any kids. Um, and even if we do, you have to be able to give grace to yourself to to live and to function because we do have these things within us that we can choose. And it's not always easy to make the right choice. And that's kind of why I led to have Psalms 139 here. It's because David is just crying out of, God, you know everything about me. You know everything I do. And when I do it, the moment I sit or I stand, you know, when my thoughts are far away, like, I love that David has this crying out of like, God, you knit me together in my mother's womb when there was nothing but darkness and you formed me because it gives us hope. It gives us hope not only that our children will one day get to this place, but it gives us hope as well that we can love them well, knowing that, yes, while we have the capability of doing all these things it talks about in Proverbs 10, we also have this God in Psalm 139 that knows all these things about us, that sees us. And I, and I pray that we all can get to the place where that is what we're declaring and what we're praying, not only ourselves, but over our children as well. Uh, that I can never escape from your your spirit. I can never get away from your presence, right? That that you get to that place where you know that the God of the Bible, the God that created the universe, that created you, saw you before you were born, that he knows every hair on your head. And that he, I love that David cries out of like, God, if you'd only destroy the wicked and get out of my life, you murderers. You know, and he has such this disdain for people who are misusing the name of God and blaspheming him. And I love that juxtaposition of how we can be capable of of bad things, but we can also be capable of loving God and others so well that we just want God's peace and presence around us all the time. So I pray for you today that you would just go go and read these. Go and read these verses, these chapters, and just meditate on the end of Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart and test me. Know my anxious thoughts and point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. And if your kids are old enough, have them pray that with you. And talk to them about how God can point out their anxious thoughts, how God is there ready to help them live rightly and make good choices. Because we know peer pressure is hard and we know the world is hard and it's it, God is our father. And as his child, he's there to help us. And as we have children, we, have, we are the ones that help our kids. 
right? We are the ones that they run to first, that they call on first, that they that they need shelter and help from. So think about some of these things to whatever age they're in, from maybe their perspective of what they're going through, so that you can be in a better position to love them well. All right, thanks for hanging in there, guys. Thanks for joining me today. I'm excited. Uh, tomorrow is the last day of the Loving Well theme, and I am ready for it. I'm excited. So I will catch you on that episode. Thanks so much for joining us at The Bible Podcast. And make sure to head over to Instagram and be a part of our community there because we want to talk to you and get to know you and so that we can all love each other better. Bye, guys. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so glad to have you in our audience, and I hope you come over to our Instagram and join our community there at underscore the Bible Podcast. Our podcast is a ministry production of The Sevenfold. If you'd like to know more about us and what we do, please visit our site at thesevenfold.com. Thanks again for joining me today. And until next time, much love from The Bible Podcast.